Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates, information, and picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week six of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. That information along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick, either now or coming later, for every game is available in the Google Sheet linked in the show's description. The goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. It's always saying, take what you like and leave the rest. As we go through the place, remember there are no locks and gambling. So we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans and to get my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Because Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale for this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. <clears throat> Cousin Jared, uh, first off, week six already. Uh, we, I feel like every week we talk about it's like it's flying by. It is flying um, by. Yeah. Um, week five. I, I I feel like we had some pretty bad luck, and I was thinking about going through all of it, but then I just realized it would make me more depressed. I feel like yes. we could just touch on like the top couple of highlights. You know, I think we all like the over in North Carolina, and it was one score away. The score one, was one, one point away. One point away. Yeah. Um, I, I you know I don't even know at this point. I've tried to block it out of my memory. Mm-hmm. What all, all of the craziness from week five that yeah. uh, bounces we couldn't get. Um, we always say good and bad variants, right? We'll have some good luck at some point. It's just much more fun when you look back and you're like, man, I shouldn't have won half of those games than it is when you look back and you go, I should have won like half of those that I lost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was a tough week, but we'll we'll bounce back this week. You know, we're only halfway through the season, so we still got plenty of time here. Still got plenty of time. All right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any. The college basketball and there'll be our college football content that this channel provides. And as a reminder, we set up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month and gets you things like the play of the day, access to our Discord chat, ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to projected spreads. Uh, got a lot of good games, a lot that I really like this week, whatever that's worth. Uh, so let's get right to it. That's just what just what I was going to say, too. I said a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, this is going to be a big, big week. I, I think this week is going to be a big week, too, because we had a, lo- a lot of plays that we like right off the bat. Yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's like it's yeah. gonna be a big one. Um, yeah. Lines as always, courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up uh, link for that is in the show description. And current at the time of this recording, it is late night, uh, Sunday evening here. Got a couple Friday games to talk about. First off, Houston at Memphis. Um, uh, Cousin Jared, you've talked about Houston. You've acknowledged you were wrong yep. on them uh, yep. from our season preview episode. It happens. Um, that's the benefit to sometimes the season long plays. You kind of know early on and you can, you can fade them and recoup your money off of that yep. <laughs> throughout the season. Uh, I had, I had Tulane uh, on Friday and quarterback out and they still won. So, yep. I mean, that just kind of shows you how bad things have gotten for Houston. Uh, not entering the big 12 on the note that they wanted to at this point. No. Um, they'll be at a Memphis team that I don't know. Memphis one week I have them, I'm fading them and it's a tight game. Uh, no, I backed them. It, it's, it's, they're up huge. 
and they don't really care. And they um, stop trying. They stop trying and, you know, give up back to work. Last week, you know, the exact opposite scenario. Uh, I, I, I expect the back to recover and it's it, they're losing late in the third quarter and then they cover like a 20-point spread. So I don't know what to make of Memphis at all, but I do know what to make of Houston. I don't think they're very good. So I'm going to take Memphis minus two and a half with an A-grade pick. Sideline says this should be 5.4. Uh, bottom line is key number here at three, key number here at four. We're on the right side of it. And I, like I said, I, I don't know what's going on with Memphis, but I, I know what's going with Houston and it's not good so uh, a great play for me on Memphis line two and a half I like this under the field goal a lot uh, total 57 and a half uh, cousin Jared what do you have for us I can't believe that Memphis and Houston are playing each other and I'm not playing the under in this game but but also I, true. but I as well am laying the two and a half points with Memphis people this just this just is not Houston's year. Uh, a, a tough loss, like you men- mentioned, uh, Tulane not having the starting quarterback going on the road short week, playing on, uh, I think, Friday night here. Or is it Thursday or Friday night? Either Friday. way, uh, yeah, sh- short week here. I I do not like uh, Memphis in this spot. You mentioned Memphis having some some issues, you know, you know, not really trying and everything, but laying two and a half points, laying less than the field goal. Obviously, if the game's that close, they're still going to be trying. So you're not like you're laying, you know, eight or anything like that. So uh, I, I feel good about laying the two and a half with, with Memphis in this spot. I'm just I'm just telling you people, I, I was wrong on Houston, and I want to try to capitalize that, uh, capitalize on that as much as I can. Yeah, and uh, you know, at Tulane, their second string quarterback even gets hurt, and they have the third string guy in there. So I mean, they're just just a disaster for Houston. Uh, yep. And I don't, I, I, you know, Tulane's a really good team, of course, but with all those quarterback issues, Memphis is also a solid team uh, on the road. Just not a, not a good spot for them. Mm-hmm. There also on Friday night, uh, Colorado State, and Nevada, a Nevada team that has looked pretty terrible most of the season, but I I think is at least on the up, and that they had just so many new players. Uh, you know, not that they're going to be a good team this year, but when you have so many players like that, at least by the time you get to this point of the season, being playing together a little bit more, you at least have some optimism. I have no optimism surrounding Colorado State. They are absolutely terrible. I have Colorado State ranked down to 126. Nevada is 122nd, so they're not very good either. But the bottom line is uh, two bad teams. Uh, I like laying three with the home team. I have Nevada just a little bit better here. Um, and the, the bottom line is there's a pretty big gap once you get down to this part of the ranking system. And so you say, oh, one team's ranked 122nd, one team's ranked 126. But when you get to the end, it falls off pretty quickly. We've kind of talked about that all season, that that bottom 10-ish, there's a couple of drop-off points. And there's a big drop-off point here between Nevada and Colorado State. So for me, I like laying a small number with the home team here. I think Nevada at least has optimism to salvage some respectableness of their season. And Look, this may sound crazy, as bad as Nevada's been, but how bad as the Mountain West is, I mean, they got some winnable games still left on the schedule just because yeah. the conference has been so terrible, partially yeah. because of teams like Colorado State. I think they can get the win here. Uh, a great pick for me, laying three with Nevada at home against, again, what I think is a really bad Colorado State team. Uh, total of 47, because Jared, what do you have for us here? I am also laying the three points with Nevada in this spot, at least with Nevada, obviously. They're not very good, but they covered against New Mexico State earlier this season. They covered against Texas State earlier this season. They lost to Air Force 48-20. to To be completely transparent with you, they played better in that game than, yeah. than I thought and they, they would. And probably better than the other two, to be honest. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And, man, Colorado State, we have just seen 
absolutely nothing. Losing at home to Sacramento State, I think it was Sacramento State. Um, it, this isn't the college basketball podcast, or else Jake would be able to tell you exactly about Sacramento State. But uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm just telling telling you, this is definitely like Nevada is not good, but this is more of a play against Colorado State. Yep. I, just, I just think they're really bad, and only having to lay a field goal here um, at home with Nevada, I think this is a great play. Yeah, Colorado and Colorado State both terrible, which is, yes. is sad. And, and, and it, you talk about the Air Force game. Air Force, it really, in all the service academies, I feel like at this point of the season, I can really say are just every service academy is going to play multiple confusing games this year because when they get up and they run their style of, of play, they can look pretty good. And when mm -hmm. they don't, they can look really bad. And so yeah. I feel like if you're trying to use a service academy game to judge how good you are or not, it's kind of just throw it out the window, right? It's exactly. it's one of those where it's like, I don't really know what it means. And we'll, we'll talk yeah. about some of that uh, throughout the week with, with those teams playing again. Yep. Uh, to the Saturday games, Missouri at Florida. Missouri's a 10 and a half point underdog. I, uh, you know, obviously, I, I had Missouri against Georgia. I, I said it was way too many points. I added a unit to it on Twitter. I didn't expect that. Uh, I, I mean, watching it, it really felt like Georgia was going to win that game. I mean, Missouri was going to win that game. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I had that that winner there. That was just more about, you know, too many points, you know, being on the road in a conference game. Missouri's a decent team. I mean, they're not they're not great, but they're not Vanderbilt either. I kind of think the same thing here. There's maybe a little bit of concern of coming off that high, but I'd almost be more concerned about this had they won that game than losing it. Going to a Florida team, I just don't think Florida's that good. Sideline ranks Florida um, 41st, Missouri 57th. So, I mean, 10 and a half points. Seems, seems, would, like, a lot of, seems like a lot of points for that relatively, that, that discrepancy in the rankings. Absolutely, absolutely. Sideline says it should be Florida minus six, and I, I, if it was six or seven, I'd be like, sure, that seems pretty reasonable. But on this side of ten, really confuses me. I'm going to grab the ten and a half with Missouri. I think they can hang in there. It's less of a play on Missouri and more of a play on. I just don't feel confident about Florida beating a team by double digits that's got a pulse, and Missouri clearly still has a pulse, yeah. uh, as, as we saw this last week. So, a great pick for me, grabbing ten and a half with Missouri. Against Florida, total fifty four. Because Jared, what are your thoughts on this one? I believe each, uh, Eastern Washington and Florida played today. I believe. Yes. I, I watched zero seconds of that game, so I have Florida no breakdown. I, okay, yeah. I have no breakdown of how, how Florida played it but in that it, game. Uh, but to me, this is just the Anthony Richardson experience. And are you going to get the Anthony Richardson that showed up against Utah? Or are you going to get the Anthony Richardson that maybe showed up in part of the Tennessee game? Or are you going to get the Anthony Richardson that's been the rest of the season Kentucky. against Kentucky and South Florida yeah. where it just didn't look good at all? So, you know, if he plays great, sure, you know, Florida could cover this number. But if he plays like he has, I mean, they, Florida might not win this game. And, right. and so this is just one of those that I, I want no part of, kind of until I get some consistency from Anthony Richardson because he's such a big part of that that offense i mean he kind of does everything for him yeah uh, I, I just you know i can't get a feel one way or the other on this team yeah and you have the early start time as well which tends to favor an underdog you know or a yeah. road team you know with the home crowd not being quite as quite as there so uh, a lot of factors pointing to missouri being able to hang in this game uh so i love grabbing those 10 and a half there uh, also, at noon Eastern, Eastern Michigan and Washington, Western Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan's a four-point home favorite. Eastern Michigan, what in the world is up with this team? Yeah, uh, you know, beats Arizona State. It's like gets Herb Edwards fired, and then two weeks in a row now. We, you know, we we kind of, at least you and I, were kind of like, well, we should take them against Buffalo, but we were really worried about the spot. Um, 
you know, losing that one was kind of like, well, we could excuse it. But then last week, completely laying an egg as well. Yeah. What is going on with Eastern Michigan here? I'm going to lay the four with Western Michigan. I don't like this number. That's why it's only a C grade pick at four. I'm really hoping for three, but Sideline does say this should be 5.2. So Headline says that four is a good number, is, the, is is okay to lay. I'm just giving myself options on this one. So this is one listener where mm-hmm. I'm laying the four. I'm going to stake a unit on it just in case it gets out to six, six and a half, or whatever. We've at least got a unit on a good number, but I'm hoping maybe to lay three and a half, maybe to lay three. I just want to see what this number does. So I've given myself options, maybe make a money line play if the money line isn't too out there. So I'm just giving myself options here. I do think I'd rather be on Western Michigan, though, at home, they at least look a little bit more competent than whatever the heck is happening in yeah. Eastern Michigan these yeah. last couple of weeks. Because um, in Jared, total 57 and a half. Do you have any insight on what's going on with Eastern Michigan? I don't have any insight into what's going on with Eastern Michigan, but at this point, I, I think we're getting enough body of work to say that that win over Arizona State may have been more about all of the issues internally with Arizona State and, and not necessarily anything great about Eastern Michigan. You know, we've talked about it a few times, the five turnover half against Louisiana, coming back home, not even being in the game against Buffalo, and then needing to mount a second half comeback just to beat UMass, who, who currently in, in your rankings are about 129th. Uh, mm-hmm. Only Florida International and Hawaii behind them. And, and Eastern Michigan needed that entire game to come mm-hmm. back and even win and, and never mm-hmm. sniff the cover. So I'm laying the four points with Western Michigan as well, just because I, I'm starting to see the body of work with Eastern Michigan and it has not impressed me. And I think yeah. that Arizona State game said more about Arizona State than it did about Eastern Michigan. It definitely – it said a lot about Arizona State. We thought it said something about Eastern Michigan too. And like you said, yeah. maybe maybe it didn't. And this is where – we always talk about now we're kind of getting more and more evidence where we have to say every team has one game a season where they look much better than they are. And every team has a game where they look much worse than they are. And now we're starting to hopefully figure out a little bit more which one's which, right? And, right. You know, team plays really good, really bad. Well, which one is it? And it's like with Eastern Michigan, it's like, oh, baby, it was the Arizona State game. It was just yeah. the one really good game of the season. Uh, right. We were much higher on them previously. But, yeah, it's it's been a disaster there. So I'm like, yeah. I'm laying the four with Western Michigan. Just giving myself options personally because uh, I just I would hope for a better number but you never know what the spread's going to do. So right. uh, obviously TBD there. Uh, also at noon Easter on Saturday, Tennessee and LSU. Tennessee's a four-point road favorite. Uh, this feels exactly like a game a few weeks ago. And I honestly don't remember which one of it was because the SEC, I feel like, has a bunch of these good teams. I think it was LSU-Mississippi State. It feels a lot like the LSU-Mississippi yeah. State. That's the one it was where Sideline said it should be a pick and I grabbed three with LSU. I was like, eh, it's just this – just, you know, the road team's better, but are they better by enough to cover more than a field goal, you know, or cover a field goal? And I think it's the same thing here. Sideline says this should be basically a pick on LSU. I've got them ranked 15th. Tennessee, I've got them ranked seventh. I think this Tennessee team is really good. I just don't know if they can go on the road and get a victory by more than a field goal. I feel like this is probably a tight game. I'm going to grab the four with LSU. It's an A-grade pick. It is a noon start, so the crowd won't be quite as into it. Uh, but this is just more about, in general, I think, Tennessee's a little bit better than LSU, but if you're laying four on the road, that means you think they're a touchdown better than LSU. And that just seems like a tall task. This LSU team, maybe not as good as some of their best moments, but probably not as bad as some of their worst moments. Um, Obviously you hope to get a good effort from them against a a top team like Tennessee. I'm going to grab the four. Maybe they lose by three. Maybe they lose by four. Maybe they pull it out at home. But again, like I said, it feels a lot like that Mississippi state LSU game where Mississippi state was getting all the hype. And uh, I just was like, it's too many points for the home team. So I'm going to grab the four with LSU total 61 and a half. Cause Joe, do you have any thoughts for us on this one? I'm watching this line. This 
if I had set this line, I know sideline said that it was a pick. I think I probably would have said like Tennessee by two and a half or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I would have given the entire field goal to to LSU. Um, Or I might've said, or I might've said two, just given the whole more likelihood of landing on two these days with the weird overtime rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so I, this also, I mean, LSU is, is a big game for sure, but I feel like everybody has been talking about Tennessee playing Alabama next week, mm-hmm. you know, third Saturday in October there. And everybody's saying that, you know, Tennessee's offense is one that can challenge Alabama's defense and it's going to be fireworks and it's going to be a really good game. I don't think Tennessee's looking ahead, but I don't know. We need That's something we need to ask Jake when we have him, yeah. him on uh, l- later this week. This just feels like too many points playing in Baton Rouge. I know it's not a night game, but still always a tough place to play. Like this is almost one of those lines that just doesn't make too much sense to me. And so I think yeah. that gives me a little bit of pause just because this this just doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, yeah. I would agree it didn't feel right either. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to take the four. But maybe you yeah. should overthink it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of like we said, there's a lot that I really like and – I don't know what that means, right? It could yeah, be good, yeah. could be bad. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes the right answer is over the heat, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, also at noon Eastern, a lot of good noon Eastern games, again, just like last week. Arkansas, Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a five-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Sightlet says nine-and-a-half for this one. Because, Jared, can you explain this line to me? I really I, – my analysis on this is, huh? Like – Arkansas is not that good. I think we saw that last week against uh, my, my Arkansas truthers. I know there's a lot of y'all out there going to be hitting me in the, up in the comments, uh, but um, <laughs> it's not a good, it's not a great team. It's a solid team. It's a solid team that if they were in a different conference, I'm sure they'd be doing much better, but they're not. They're in a really tough SEC. They have a really tough division. We saw them go down 28 nothing against Alabama and need every bit of luck they could get to still not cover that game. Um, with the onside kick and the botched punt and no Bryce Young for two and a half quarters, still couldn't cover it. Uh, a botching the AM game. I mean, should very lucky to beat Cincinnati. And this Mississippi State team is solid. And, I, and I'm laying, I get to lay less than a touchdown at home. I mean, this feels like people got confused about the location. If this was at Arkansas, I'd be like, Mississippi State minus five and a half. Okay, that's a tough one. Like, Mississippi State's mm-hmm. better, but can they win by a touchdown on the road? Arkansas is mm-hmm. a tough place to play, right? You know, yeah. but. I feel like the location's flipped. I don't know what the heck is happening here. I'm laying the five and a half. I'm running to the window to lay five and a half with this one. Another angry play for me. Because uh, can you explain this to me? Because I got, I have, it makes no sense to me. I, I cannot explain it to you. So I am also laying the five and a half points with, with Mississippi State. The number one with a bullet on this is the um, Arkansas pass defense just hasn't been good all season. And, you know, Mike Leach team. You know, it's it's. I don't feel like it's going to go well for for the Arkansas defense in this game. The other thing is, like KJ Jefferson, like didn't look great the past couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't have a lot of faith in this Arkansas offense right now either. And so, you know, just just the fact that pass defense has been, uh, you know, questionable at best, and, and then what I've seen from their offense the past couple of weeks, I feel like laying the five and a half here is, is too easy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I feel like I rarely say that, but this feels too easy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're off on something. It just it just feels like Mississippi State is pretty decently better than Arkansas. Again, sideline says nine and a half. If this was, you know, somewhere between seven and ten, I'd be like, that's a tough one. Like yeah. they should win. Can they it's all it's the same question we talk about baseball, right? Do they win with enough probability? probability right is it worth that price and same thing here with the points right if it's seven to ten you're like can they win by that much you know it's a tougher question but less than seven and less than six is just mind-blowing to me yeah 
Uh, 3.30 Eastern, thinking of the SEC, Auburn at Georgia, you know, Georgia has issues running the ball. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I feel like that's yeah. not been a thing really with that team. No. And it is really killing their offense. Um, Missouri exploited that and was able to stop the run and just put loads of pressure on the passing attack for Georgia and made them look lost that entire game i don't know if auburn can do the exact same thing but they sure got a week to game plan and they've been given them to get the plan right right here's exactly what you need to do to try to stop them Uh, 29 and a half is just a lot of points especially when you look at this total of 48 and a half i'm gonna grab all 29 and a half points my my stance typically is take favorites earlier in the week because the lines are gonna go up take the dogs later in the week I don't know if this who, who's backing yeah, Georgia who laying this many points. I don't know yeah. on this one. I'm just going to grab this. It's north of 28. I'm going to grab it in a hurry. A great play for me. Sideline says 23. If there's 21, I would probably lay the 21 because I'd be like, man, Georgia's just is a lot better than Auburn. But when mm-hmm. you get that 24 number, that's where you start going, that's questionable. You know, 27 on the other side of 28. Like, that's just so many points for an Auburn team that at this point knows the game plan. Slow it down. Georgia can't run, get after the quarterback, and frustrate Georgia's offense. I mean, it, you know, this isn't quite the same Georgia team that's able to go out there and put up 60 before you can blink. Yeah. And that's going to – I just – I feel like Auburn can hang in there and at least probably not win this game, probably not even come as close as Missouri, but I feel like they can lose by 28. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. feel like that's a big ask uh, for an Auburn team that, you know, still has talent and honestly – is Auburn drastically different talent wise than Missouri is, you know, it's more or less a pretty similar team. I, I think if, if you're looking at just pure talent, you may say Auburn even has a little bit more than Missouri. does. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab 29 and a half acre play for me. Total of 48 and a half. Uh, Cause Jared, what do you have for us on this one? Official play for me. I'm on the under 48 and a half here. I feel like uh, the two ways this game goes is Georgia either wins 45 to nothing or Georgia wins like 27 to 17. And so I think either way, the under 48 and a half seems like a pretty good play. I think Auburn's defense has been playing admirably for for how inept their offense has been. I think their defense has still <laughs> been playing well. Um, one, one other kind of take that I have on this game is if you think Auburn is going to cover, in my opinion, I think they're just as likely to cover like by 10, 11, 14, mm-hmm. 17, 20, than they are, you know, 27, 28, something like that. So if you wanted to look at like some kind of alternate spread line and get some plus odds at like Auburn plus 23 or Auburn plus 21, 20, I'm just making up these numbers. But if you wanted to look at some plus odds there and on a reduced spread, I think I think that makes sense too. Because I think if, if Auburn does cover, I think this game's going to be like 28, 17 or something like that. So if, if that's something that you're inclined to do, uh, just maybe another way to look at this. Yeah, so, something like one, maybe one of those like plus 14 and a half or 17 and a half. Yeah, where you get some really big plus odds might be worth yeah half unit just to stab just to see if they can hang in there or something. Yep, yep, yeah. Three uh, thirty Eastern Wisconsin and Northwestern. Uh, Wisconsin firing their head coach here today. Um, yeah. Didn't in, see that coming. I did not see that coming. We talked last week about the coaches in the hot spot. Yeah. I'm I'm of I don't want to get too you know we're not talk radio right so I don't want to get too deep into this but I I I, I do think it's important to talk about just for a second because I'm of two minds of this right one is Wisconsin getting all of two rushing yards last weekend you know and the way they've looked yeah. this season it, yeah. this move was 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 
begging to be made. But yeah. on the other hand, you have to look at the long list of programs who are not blue bloods. And even if you want to include some blue bloods, like Florida having issues with this and Texas having issues with this and, and you know, a couple, you know, USC having issues with this of firing a coach that things are going well, but not perfect and getting worse. You know, you're familiar mm -hmm. with this as, as an AM yep. fan and, and alum. Um, it, it's, it's, it's questionable from a, things aren't necessarily going to get better with yeah. the next hire, but you look at how bad Wisconsin was playing and you say something needed to change, right? They, they yeah. should yeah. be playing better than this. So, I mean, it's one of those like long-term, I don't think I, I am a fan of this move, but short-term you can't, you, you, yeah, you can't. You can't facts are facts. Yeah, facts are facts, right? Yeah. And, uh, this this Wisconsin team was really struggling. I'm gonna lay the yeah. nine and a half. I like that this is a single digit number here uh, on the road against a, a pretty bad Northwestern team. A Northwestern team that that, that hung in there uh, in in terrible weather conditions against Penn State. I think if that game is played in under sunny skies, and I, and I think I mentioned this, you know, those yeah. are the hazards of locking in a big number on a Sunday night. And back then, you know, we didn't know. It, at all what Ian was yeah. going to do and how I was going to affect things. Uh, I, I think if that's under different conditions, that game gets a lot uglier as it is. They hung in there admirably. So Northwestern, you know, clearly not quitting. I still from like 93rd and Wisconsin as bad as they've looked down to 38. I mean, it's not good in Wisconsin. It's worse than it's been in a long time there, but they're still a much better team than Northwestern. I, I don't see, I don't see Northwestern doing much against Wisconsin. I'm really the nine and a half. It's a B grade pick. I, I don't know if there's any bounce back, any firing coach fit. I have no idea on anything like that. I'm just saying I think Wisconsin's a better team by a decent amount. Um, if they can figure out what the heck's going on there, they should be able to prove that. Sideline says it should be 12.6. The most likely outcomes in this game are some combination of 10, 13, and 14. We win with all mm. of those. Uh, so I'm going to lay nine and a half with Wisconsin on the road here. Total of 44, not a very large number. Uh, Cousin Jared, can there be enough points to get the 44? I'm looking at that 44, and I'm kind of thinking that under is uh, maybe the way to yeah, look. Yeah, that's 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 the way. If it were 45, I'd like it a lot more. Okay. Uh, but, man, yeah, yeah like I agree with you. I, I don't know how points are being scored in this game. I, I'm not making a play here just because, yeah, you would think this is a bounce-back spot for Wisconsin. Northwestern's really bad. Uh, but, yeah, I, I you know. I never want to predict how a team's going to react to having their have yeah. Their you just never know. You never know. Um, I do want to ask you though, kind of like a question on on sideline here. So, with Northwestern only losing that game by a touchdown or ten points, however however many they ended up losing to Penn State by, um, would that give them a, a a bump in in you know the sidelines rankings? When the reality is, is like that bump may be artificial, just in a large part due to to the weather. Like, I guess what I'm asking you is, should we maybe knock Northwestern down a peg or two just based on the conditions they played in last week? Reasonably, that result probably gave them about a one-point bump, and it might be an artificial okay. one-point bump. Yeah, so I mean, okay. sideline says 12.6, but yeah, looking at it, maybe a half to a one-point bump that you might say shouldn't be there. So maybe it should really be 13, 13 and a half, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah, just just – listener viewer wanted y'all to have all that information there. You know, if you take the weather out of that game, maybe Northwestern is down a few more spots here. Maybe there's an extra point in, in this spread that you wouldn't have otherwise. So just kind of wanted to, to discuss that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like we said, I, I kind of like this under 44. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of like you. I, it, there's not really a rush to play it at 44. Let's just kind of see what happens. Cause 44, 43, pretty much the same thing for the most part uh, missed the under in Wisconsin, Illinois that I, 
played on Saturday by one score, and that was a game where Illinois had three short fields because of Wisconsin turnovers. So yeah. I kind of see a similar setup though, where like that under another one, like talking about all the bad luck, right? That was one right there that it missed by one score, and like all we just need was one of those not to be turnovers so deep right. in our territory. You play that game, you know, a hundred times, and that goes under. Yep. way more than, than the one reality. And I think the same thing here. Assuming there's not turnovers like that, 44 seems like a lot, but I'm, I'm like you. Like maybe if it actually yeah. gets to 45, then we've got a lot more value, and that's when we run the yep, line yep. in. Otherwise, we can just wait and see where it goes. There's no, there's no rush. Exactly. Uh, also at 3.30 Eastern, Tulsa and Navy. Tulsa is a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, Tulsa, I feel like, is getting better this season. They're impressing me more and more. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, uh, Navy, I mean, it, there's nowhere to go but up when you lose to Delaware, I guess. So I guess you could say the same about Navy. They played well this last weekend. Um, I kind of, as I mentioned, the winning time, I mean, they are a service academy, but also when you play a service academy, I feel like you just got to throw it out the window because yeah. it's just a whole a whole different ball game. Uh, I'm going to lay the six and a half with Tulsa as a B-grade pick. I'd rather lay six, so I've only got two units on it right now. It was six earlier in the day, um, so if you were able to, to lock in that six because you had the early projections, then kudos for you. Uh, I'm going to hope it goes back down to six. If it does, that's an A-grade pick at six and a half. It's a B-grade pick, especially knowing these days when you get to overtime, winning by six is possible in the first or the second overtime, of course. Um, so I, I like Tulsa here against Navy, I think they can get the job done. I just, I'd rather be laying six and six and a half. So that's why it's only a B great pick. Uh, totals 46 and a half. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you have for us? I, I, I do not know on, on Navy totals. Like you always want to go under on the Navy totals, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Because either Navy's not going to score or if they are scoring, it's not at a fast clip. And that means they're holding the ball for a long time and keeping the other team's offense off the field. So, you know, an under with a Navy team never, never feels wrong, but I'm going to lay the six and a half points with, with Tulsa here. I, I agree with your assessment. I think Tulsa is getting better. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about when they played East Carolina that I, I never liked laying, you know, larger numbers with with Navy, even when they're bad, because they just play a type of game where it could get, get hard to cover a larger number. Um, right. Six and a half does not qualify uh, for right. uh, two larger numbers. So, so I feel good laying that number. You also mentioned the Air Force game. Throw that out the window, um, yeah. you know, academy on academy, you know, crime. So, you know, don't don't want to, <laughs> you know, consider that. If you if you watch the game, you probably wanted to report a crime because I, I saw it, parts of it and it was. It, it was not the best for sure. Um, one thing that I am interested in and something I'm kind of keeping an eye on is how the American West teams play against Navy versus how the East teams do. Because the teams in the West see Navy every year. And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, you know, they kind of, kind of get used to it. They played Memphis earlier this season, lost 37 to 13, never really got anything going offensively. East Carolina in the East doesn't see them quite as often. So that's just something I'm keeping an eye on. And I want to go back and do a little bit more research on that is the teams that have seen them year in and year out for five, six, seven years now, are they having more success stopping this team aside from the fact that Navy's just got worse in that time frame? but have they gotten more successful at stopping them on the ground and maybe Navy still jumps up and gets one of these East teams. That's only seen them every once every three, four five years. Although, uh, you know, I, I do have to point out uh, with the way the schools are changing, I feel like I could not keep track of who is in which conference and division year in, year out. So oh, I feel oh, like yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to go back and figure this out. Because oh, yes. Yeah. Starting next year, no clue. I can tell you right yeah. now how it is. The past couple of years, I can tell you what it been. Next year, don't have a clue. Okay, well then, how about we start with how is Navy in the West? Like, 
who decided that one? I, I think that was Nate. Well, okay. Number one, it just, it, it was convenient for how it was structured at the time when they came in, it was convenient for them to go to the, to the West, but also you know, everybody <laughs> wants to say, Hey, I want to recruit Texas. I've got a lot of players from Texas and everything. So I want to go back and play either at Houston or at SMU every year. So I know that was also part of it. Sure. But the other schools would have wanted it. I don't know. It just, it was like, I'm looking at a map and I'm like, maybe yeah. in the, but the, in the, and that just doesn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way, because Jordan and I both like laying uh, yeah. the points with Tulsa there. Uh, I think at seven is really where it's, if it goes up to seven, I feel like we'd, we'd lay seven. We would not lay seven and a half, though. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Either. I agree. Uh, four o'clock Eastern, North Carolina and Miami. Uh, Miami's a three and a half point favorite. On this one, um, you know, made the joke this last weekend. Apparently, the line of where you can score all day on North Carolina versus when you can't is apparently somewhere between Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, which I really thought was like a really narrow line. I would have said those teams were offensively about the same. Obviously, Notre Dame a much better defense. Um, yeah. Apparently, Notre Dame's offense is light years ahead of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech couldn't score off, off of North Carolina, but Notre Dame yeah. could. Um, I look at Miami and Honestly, is Miami's offense more like Notre Dame or Virginia Tech? I have no idea, but I feel like they're all in the same conversation of, yeah, I just don't trust them. Um, maybe they can score some points. Maybe they can't. I really have no idea at this point. I'm going to take the three and a half with North Carolina. Um, I, I, I like getting a field goal in general. I like getting the hook on a field goal in general. Um maybe this is better played on the money line. There's no money lines right now. Maybe it's better played on the money line just in a situation where it's tied late right. and who the heck knows. Um, lots of touchdowns, obviously a pretty high total. Uh, I just, in general, I just, you give me a field goal and a hook in a game that I think is a tight game and I just, I can't pass it up. So it's an angry play right. for me on the Tar Heels. Uh, they maybe showed us something against Virginia Tech. Maybe it says more about Virginia Tech. It's hard to say, but at least we saw that their defense is capable of getting some stops, and we know their offense is going to put up points, and they were able to right. do that. Uh, I, I don't think that you know they they scored you know they scored a few points off Notre Dame, they scored a few points off Virginia Tech, and I don't really think Miami's defense is any better than those two. So they should be able to score. Maybe they can get some stops. If they can get some stops, they win this game. If not. It's still probably pretty tight, so just give mm -hmm. me the field goal and a half. We know Miami doesn't really have any home field advantage. Yeah. Uh, sideline here says this should beat Miami by two. Basically says this is a coin toss matchup. I've got North Carolina rated three spots ahead of Miami, so I don't know why they're getting a field goal and a half, even though it's on the road. A great pick for me on the Tar Heels, total of 65 and a half. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? I think Miami's offense is more like Notre Dame's than, than Virginia Tech's. But the problem is, is I also saw what Middle Tennessee State did to to Miami's defense. And if there's another team in the country that can complete 19 passes for 400 yards, it is North Carolina. And, yeah. and so the total the total here is too high. Like you, you want to yeah. obviously any every North Carolina game you want to play the over, but 65 and a half. That's this that's is this is scary high. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm kind yeah, of. I wanted. I saw this. I was like, I was like, over. It. I was like, oh, 60. Ooh, nah. Yeah. So this is one of those things where I kind of, I, I really like your assessment of will the three and a half points matter in, in this game, and I'm not sure it does. So this may be one that I'm watching later in the week. If it goes higher, maybe you take the points. If it stays here, take the three and a half points. If it goes down two and a half, maybe you just play the money line at right. that point. So, so this is one of those like I don't want to get invested right now. I'll just kind of see what it does throughout the week, and then maybe change my play up a little depending on on how it goes. But uh, yeah, I, I I just don't. I think that Miami is going to find a way to score some points. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think 
North Carolina is going to score points. And so who knows yeah. where it falls at the end, but I, I think there's going to be value on the Tar Heels here. Yeah. You make it come up middle Tennessee state. It's like, I just don't see how Miami stops North Carolina. Yeah. And again, yeah. maybe Miami scores a bunch too, but yeah. I feel like North Carolina is going to put up some points. So it's like, why are they getting points? It's almost like we talk about with North Carolina just in general, take points, don't lay too many points. It turned out where they, clocked Virginia Tech, so it didn't work out for that game. But in general, yeah, um, North Carolina plays fun, exciting games. So if it's any reason amount of points, just take them and, and run, no yeah. matter which side yeah. you're on, you know? Yeah. Um, 4 p.m. Eastern, a situation where I don't think you should be taking points at all. Uh, Mississippi at Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt's still really bad. They are improved. They are not in the bottom 10. They're ranked 98th right now, so at least they're inside the top 100. But Mississippi is very good. I've got them ranked 8th. Sideline says this should be a 24-point spread. I want to get this one now early in the week before it gets to 20, 21. Uh, This is, again, sideline says 24, and I would, if this closed 24, I would just be like, yeah, I told you so. Because I'm always saying, like, the number moves towards where my projections are tends to two out of three, three out of four times. Sometimes it lands right on it. And this is one where I just don't see why Mississippi wouldn't take more money at this number. Um, It it feels like they can handle Vanderbilt. I I don't know why it's less than 21, to be completely honest. So I I just want to grab the 19 and a half and say, you're giving me value. Thank you. This Vanderbilt team isn't good. Um, A total of 60. uh, Cousin Jared, is, is there any is there any reason not to take 19 and a half and just run with it, you know, knowing this number is probably going to get larger throughout the week? Yeah, I, I think laying the, the 19 and a half points here is fine. I'm eyeing the under here, uh, but 60 is kind of a dead number. So no official play right now, because if this goes to like 59, fine. There's no difference between 59 and 60. If this goes to 61 or 62, you get get more value there, obviously. So. I, I, I've talked about it a lot on here. I think Ole Miss's defense is, is underrated, and so I don't know how many points Vanderbilt is going to score. I can't um, see many. Yeah, and, and with coming off the Kentucky game for, for Ole Miss, you can definitely see them coming out a little slow here, maybe having a slow first quarter or something like that, and, and you know, ends up winning this game, you know, 45 to 10 or, or something like that. So um, this is one I definitely have my eye on, on an under situation. I think I still like it under 59 just as much as I do 60, but if this goes up to 61 or 62, uh, all the better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi plays Auburn next week. So not really a, a sandwich trap game. Look ahead spot. It's not like yeah. that's going to be on the radar. I mean, this feels like a <laughs> nobody's too concerned about Auburn right now. They're going to be looking. Exactly. Their own yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is it, to me, this is a go on the road business trip. We can go kick the crap out of them. Let's go do it. Yeah. You know, maybe you're, you know, it, it's, and, and, I, and I think the full game, I think 19 is such a good number. And 19 is such a good number. Uh, Cause you talked about maybe they come out slow. So it's like, if this wasn't off of the Kentucky game, then I would say a first half line makes maybe a little more sense, but given mm-hmm. they might come out. So I just think under 21, under 20, even better uh, for right. a full game makes a lot of sense there. So the night game, 7 p.m. Eastern, James Madison in Arkansas State. Sideline says this should be James Madison minus 12. I'm going to lay the 10.5 with James Madison right now. It's on the right side of 11, but 11 is not that key of a number. I'd really like this to get down to 10. So I think James Madison is really you – know, I've backed Arkansas State a lot. They've been really improved. They've been good to us this year. Uh, but this James Madison team is for real. I, I, yeah. They're they're – uh, we talked about this in the season preview episode. We wondered like just how good they would be. And it turns out the answer is 
pretty dang good in year one, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I, I think they go on the run and win. I just I, I want this to be a 10. So, again, this is one of those where I'm just kind of putting it out. I'm going to lock in one unit to 10 and a half, give myself the option to if it goes to 10, if it goes to nine and a half, add more at a better price. Uh, again, sideline says 12. So, really, as long as you're playing better than 13, it's probably okay. A total of this one is 58. What is your angle for us on this one? Let's go over 58 in, in this game, people. That's going to be an official play for me. Arkansas State's defense uh, maybe slightly improved from last year, but the thing is, is they had a, needed a lot more improvement than, than that. It's uh, definitely improved from last year, but I mean, though it, it had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> that, that's definitely right. Uh, I ended up playing an over 58 in the Arkansas State game this past weekend. That game got into the 70s, and, and this would not surprise me if this game got into the 70s either. This feels like a you know 48 to 28 type game or something like that. Uh, I think James Madison is going to score plenty uh, of points in this game, and, and if Arkansas State can just do a little bit on their part, I, I think the over is going to hit. So uh, again, just. Don't worry about it with Arkansas State. They're going to find a way to, to put up some points and give up even more. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, a key number there, 58. Uh, I would like this over 59 as well, uh, but but 58 is, is a really good number. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also at 7 o'clock Eastern, Air Force and Utah State. Utah State playing well against their in-state rivals this last weekend, or this last Thursday, I guess, against BYU. Uh, this week they'll get an Air Force team. That's going to do some different things, of course. I'm going to talk about Service Academy, just playing a completely different style game. I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Air Force. It's a B-grade pick. Sideline says it should be 12, so I really like that we're on the right side of 10 here. It's only a B-grade pick because I feel like I just don't know what I'm getting with Air Force. They're maybe the only truly competent team in the Mountain West at this point, but they've still had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of inconsistencies. So I just can't feel that confident uh, backing them to win by any reasonable number of points, it feels like. But I do think they're better than Utah State by a lot. I think they're going to really confuse Utah State, frustrate them uh, with the triple option. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. Uh, B-grade pick one I think is worth making, but not my favorite of all the plays this weekend. Totals 54 and a half. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you have? Well, everyone feel free to kick me while I'm down because here's another team I'm going to say I was just completely wrong on, and, and that's Utah State. Uh, I am completely – I mean, I I was almost completely fine saying that after they only beat UConn by 10 to start the yeah. season. But, of course, yeah. everything that's transpired since then makes me feel even you know more – it makes it easier to say, hey, I was completely wrong. I am laying the points with, with Air Force here. I think that, number one, I think Air Force is pretty competent. I I think once or twice a year, what happened in that Wyoming game, number one, that's going to happen to a team that, that runs this type of offense. They're just going to have one game where things don't really get going and they're kind of, you know, they they lose or they make a game a lot closer than it should be. And I also think that we just have like years of, of evidence um, since Craig Bowl has been the coach at Wyoming, that Wyoming is going to do that once or twice a year too. They're mm-hmm. going to win a game that they shouldn't. So, for now, that's kind of where I'm chalking up that Air Force game. And I think that Air Force is still a, a pretty good team. Utah State, I think they know their season for all intents and purposes, for all the goals they had, is probably basically over. And if yeah. you're not completely bought in trying to stop this Air Force offense, it's not going to go well for you because it is going to get frustrating in about halfway through the second quarter uh, of having to deal with this offense all evening. So I'm laying the nine and a half points with Air Force. 
this is kind of a combination of, I think Air Force is a little bit better than the model had. The model dinged them quite a bit um, in the past it couple did. weeks. I, I think the Air Force is a little bit better than that. And I think um, Utah State, I, I think it's still maybe a little worse even than what the model has. This is my, my personal opinion. So I'm going to lay the nine and a half. Uh, it's got Air Force ranked 68th and Utah State 114th. So, again, there's 131 teams. I mean, there's only so many more places for Utah State to go. Uh, the model's yeah. giving Utah State a little bit of credit for that BYU game. You don't know how much of that, of course, was. Right. Um, you know, again, Utah State, not not too dissimilar what we talked about from the top of the show with, with Nevada, a, a team that lost a lot of players. Things will kind of maybe start looking up a little bit more. So, of course, looking up from very, very, very bad is different. When you're, you know, when you're playing a bad team versus when you're playing an Air Force team, yeah. uh, that like you said, it's, it's definitely competent. And like I said, maybe the only competent team in the Mountain West, uh, maybe still Boise, I guess. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows with Boise? <laughs> yeah, it's can, it's. Uh, can we can we bring Jack back one time just so he can break down Boise State for us? Because I feel like he literally would have lost all of his hair at this point from pulling it out himself. With Boise yeah, State. hey, hey, I got an A grade play on Boise last week. I told y'all, yeah, I yeah. figured out Boise. It's taken me a decade, but every time you think they're terrible, you got to back them. And every time you think yeah. they're good, you got to fade them. And sure enough, in that yeah. first half, man, I was, I had given up on them in that first half. Yeah. On yeah. Friday. I was like, this is terrible. Then they came back and just smoked them. I was like, finally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sticking in the Mountain West, uh, Wyoming and New Mexico. I I'm like you. I think that, that Wyoming, I saw this, that Wyoming San Jose State game. And, uh, you know, I think San Jose State's a little bit better. Than I gave him credit for. Obviously, uh, I think I was giving Wyoming just too much credit for the Air Force thing. I think you're right. Yeah. I think we talked about earlier trying to find that one game. You know, was that one game just really good? Was the one game really bad? I think that was just the one game where they just kind of played over their heads. Everything went right, right. for Wyoming. I don't think they're a very good football team based off of the totality of of, of work that 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 I've seen from them. And New Mexico is obviously still not good, but at home getting the field goal in the hook, I'm I'm Maybe it's a sucker bet, but I'm falling right for it. I, I'm taking the three and a half with an A grade pick. Sideline says this should be Wyoming by one and a half. The, the difference between these two teams is just not large enough to go on the road and win by more than a field goal. And, and, and look, a total of 38, getting three and a half points with a total of 38 is like getting 15 points, it feels like in most games. I mean, points are going to be at a premium. So starting yeah. off with the field goal and the tie, the tiebreaker off the field goal, you know. I think is really just way too valuable to pass up. It's an angry pick for me, and I don't want to get this at three and a half. If it goes to four, sure, that's even better. But I'm just I'm thrilled yeah. getting three and a half. I'd be I'd be fine with three. I just love getting the hook as well, and I just want to make sure we lock this in. I think it should be two and a half, and if it gets to two and a half, that's where it's really lost all of its value. Just so much value around the number of three in these yeah. tight college football games, especially with these low totals. Yep. So I just want to lock in that three and a half. A great pick for me on New Mexico. I don't think they're good, but I don't think Wyoming's good either. Um, so I'm going to take the Lobos on the uh, at home. Yeah. Shockingly here. Uh, Cousin Jared, total of 38. And, and I know it's a low total, but I mean, I don't know how many points are going to be scored in this one. Yeah, so I think that I don't have an official play on this game, but if – what I would tell you is I think you either take the points or pass or you play the under or pass. I don't think there's any mm -hmm. way in good mm -hmm. conscience you can go any other way in, in this yeah. game. I, I just I just don't see it be, you know, being very tough to get some points. I usually don't throw this out here, but like if you're look if in the teasers, if that's your thing, like tease this total mm -hmm. up to, you know, 44 or 45. And I mean, I have no idea how this game would would go over 
that number. So, so mm-hmm. if, if you're into teasers for any type of thing, I, you know, tease mm-hmm. this up to 44, 45. And I, I think you've got a, a, a really good shot at going under that number. I'm like you teasers are usually a sucker bet and you should yeah. generally not do them in college football. Yeah. But this is, this is one where I would agree with that. Like yeah. the, the, the best time to tease uh, and, and, a total any anything culturable is a really low total. Get up an extra like six seven points and and yeah, you're, yeah, you're like it's just, it's never going to get there. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna go right to another one of those here. Uh, Seventh <laughs> Eastern Iowa at Illinois. Another maybe just maybe just tease both those up right thirty five right, for this right. total. And and I look at it and I say and I say I say I I'm thinking about here play locking this thirty five under. I, I just I don't see how there's going to be points in this one. Right. Uh, my favorite my favorite play though is Iowa getting three and a half at Illinois. Illinois much improved. Model likes them a lot. Um, but I, I just think getting a field goal is too much. I think there's a little, I think we're a little down on Iowa. Um, a bit, a lot of controversy, of course, and quarterback issues and all that other stuff. But I see what they did against Michigan. They almost covered against a Michigan team. That is a terrible matchup for them. And mm-hmm. that's why we talked about this last week. It's just, it, it's, you saw what happened last year in the Big Ten title game. A Michigan team that is so good you know offensively when they're doing what they can do when we've seen what they can do right when they're running you know right their style of offense they can actually score on iowa but a good enough defense that iowa has no chance of scoring on really i mean it's just a terrible matchup um, right. for iowa but this illinois team is the exact perfect matchup for iowa because it's like looking in a mirror you know a team yeah, that just yeah. wants to grind it out and play good defense and run the ball and you know time travel back 50 years to what football used to be you know that sort of thing it's a perfect matchup for them i don't know who wins this game i don't know how many points there are going to be give me the field goal and a half with iowa i think it's going to be a tight ugly low scoring boring put you to sleep don't drink alcohol and consume this game because it, you will pass out on the couch it's going to be that boring right right <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna take a three and a half with iowa it's an a great pick for me like i said I'm, I'm looking at that total of 35 and just saying i you know whether you tease it up so that you can go under or just go under. Yeah. I just don't see how there are points in this game whatsoever. Because, uh, Jared, what's your take? Two things on this. Number one, this reminds me of the Iowa-Nebraska game last year where we were getting three points with Iowa against Nebraska. And we all looked at ourselves and was like, who, who is making these lines? Because you knew last year that Iowa was going to find a way to win that game and Nebraska was going to have some terrible turnover late in the game that, that made the difference. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I feel like we're in, in the same boat here where I, it's not um, it's not necessarily schematically the same. Illinois brought in the offense coordinator, I believe, from UT San Antonio last year. Uh, so they, they don't exactly look like you would think that a Brett Bielema team would schematically, but it's the same principle. They want to outmuscle you, move you off the ball. They want to have that power run game. Like, are you really telling me that Illinois is going to be able to out Iowa, Iowa? Like that's what I said. It's like it's yeah. It's like, it's a perfect matchup for him. It's like looking in a mirror, and, it's, and I was like, wait, we invented this. <laughs> like, let's yes. go. Exactly. It's like it's like there's three brothers and. Iowa had to play big brother Michigan last mm, week. And now mm, Iowa gets to turn around and be like, you know mm, what? I'm going to take out all my frustration from losing the big brother on little brother here that, that tries mm-hmm. to do the same thing I do. That's not as good mm-hmm. as, as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now don't get me wrong. I, I would love for, for Illinois to, to cover this game because, you know, having Illinois be good will be exciting. Brett Bielema back at the top of the big 10 West will be great, mm-hmm. but I just don't see it happening. You know, I was one of those teams. It's just like, 
annoying how they continue to win and do what they do. And I don't think that that narrative stops uh, on Saturday. So uh, I'm taking the three and a half points here with, with Iowa. And again, with such a low total, how are we getting a hook on this as well? This makes yeah. no sense to me. Uh, this is yeah. this might be one of my favorite plays of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Silence says it should be a pickle, man. I think that's exactly what happened last year in the Iowa Nebraska game. I think model said pickle basically. And it's yeah. like, why are we getting You know what? You know what? I'm putting two units on this. Let's do it. Two units. I mean, Let's yeah, two it. units. Like, I mean, why, I why wait until later in the week? I mean, this yeah. is, like I said, not going to get very many options. I'm going to go lock that in on BetStamp right now as he right. talks about the next game. All right. And, and, and you know, like we talked about last year with the Iowa Nebraska game, a unit on the money line, half unit on the money line, whenever those come out. Not yeah. a bad look either. Iowa's got a really good chance to win this game. And like yeah. I said, getting the field goal is just like, it's going to, this game is destined to be tied. Something stupid like, you know, 12 to 12, you know, late, late in the Definitely fourth quarter. Could be. <laughs> and, we're, and it's going to be like, hey, getting a hook, field goal and a hook, like, ain't nobody going to touch down in this and, one. And, like, yeah, we, and got it, we got it covered. And when it's 12 to 12, one team has four field goals and the other team has a touchdown, a field goal, and a safety. <laughs> and a safety. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a weird one. Yeah. Um, also at 7.30 Eastern, Clemson and Boston College. Uh, Boston College figuring out how to football finally last week, uh, playing inspired against Louisville. Clemson yeah. continuing to look maybe back. Uh, it, 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 I, I, I see that like with a whisper, like I don't think they're, yeah. you know, obviously, obviously back to where they were before, but looking right. solid again, taking care of business at home in a big game against NC State. They're 20 point road favorites here. I'm really at 20. I, I want to get this early in the week before it gets to 21. It's only a B grade pick because it's a lot of points to lay. Uh, but sideline says that, this should be 22. So again, it's really just about, I think it's either going to go to 20 and a half or 21. It's probably where it should be. And I just want to get it on the right side of that key number. I think there's a really good chance Clemson wins this by 20 or 21. So one of those we push, one of those we win. Uh, as much improved as Boston College looked last week, they still have a lot of issues. And Clemson is starting to look like a relatively complete football team that might struggle against teams that can do certain key things really well, like Wake Forest who could pass the ball really well, kind of exposed a couple holes in the Clemson pass defense, mm -hmm. but that's not Boston college. Nope. Right. Or uh, teams maybe could frustrate Clemson depending on the type of style of defense that they're playing, not going to be Boston college. So I think Clemson has their way here on the road. I'm really the 20 again. Like I said, I really just think it should be 21. So I think we're getting some value here. It's a B great pick total of 51. Cousin Jerry, what do you have for us? Boston college. I am going to sure. Let's call this the Wyoming corollary at this point for this, for this show, at least uh, I think Boston college, that game against Louisville was kind of maybe their, their one time this season that you're going to get that type of offensive explosion from them just because they have done absolutely nothing on offense the rest really? of the year. And uh, with that in mind, I have very little faith in them doing anything against Clemson either. Uh, and so I, I think Boston college is going to have a really hard time scoring in this game. You mentioned his Clemson back. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me with Clemson is that I am finally starting to have some faith in their offense. It is not always the most beautiful thing, but it has been um, effective this season. In my in my mind, much more effective than it was last year. Um, you know, last year if you back Clemson any game, you were chewing your nails down at the end of these games because you just had no idea if their offense was going to get enough points for you to cover. Um, 
I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. And so for me, this is a combination of, I just don't trust Boston college to do anything on offense. And I am finally starting to regain a little bit of trust in that Clemson Clemson offense here. So if this game goes, how, you know, these two teams have played most of the season, I think Clemson covers this game easily. I, I think this might be a lot like that first game of the season against Georgia tech um, where maybe Clemson doesn't look perfect the whole game, but their defense, you know, puts it away and they, you know, score enough to, to put the game out of reach at the end. So I'm laying the 20 points with, with Clemson. I, again, I've been impressed with what I've seen from there. Relatively speaking, impressed with their offense uh, from what I've seen so far this year. Well, and to be fair, I said this last year with Clemson, getting Will Shipley going for them yeah. made a huge difference because they really lacked the running game. And that's what we kind of knew they would lose, but we just mm -hmm. didn't realize last yeah. year, I think, how big of a deal that was. Shipley mostly got mop-up duty last year. Even through the Pittsburgh loss, he wasn't really playing much. The next week, he got 25 carries against Florida State, and they put up 30 points. And then yep. from then on, he was kind of their feature guy, and he's been or, – or, or, been heavily involved in the offense yeah, yeah. and that's made a huge difference and it's not as good obviously they still need more from the running back position to do what they want to do but he's at least given them enough to be like he's a decent offensively competent offensively mm -hmm. from the back half of last year on that first part of last year they were not bad for the first whatever six seven games it seems like and mm -hmm. so yeah I, I, they, they should that level of offense should be able to have plenty of success against Boston College, right? Yep. That level of offense you worry about if they play, if they go up against, if they happen to make the college ball playoff and they go up against, you know, an Alabama or something like that, you worry about that, right? But yep. against Boston College, they should be, they should be totally fine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Alabama, 8 p.m. Eastern, they will host your Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, they're mm. a 24-point favorite. Uh, Bryce Young coming out of... The Arkansas game, it sounds like it's not an issue. The reports are it's sort of a thing that has happened before. Give it a couple days, he'll be fine. That's who knows by the time you're watching yeah. this if yeah. there's different information out there. Um, I'm going to lead the 24th Alabama. I'm going to assume he's back. I'm going to assume it's fine. Uh, Southern says it should be 25.5. I, I just don't see A&M scoring at the same clip that Alabama scores. I think that Bama's pissed off about last year. I think or, this one's or, ugly. Or maybe pissed off about something that transpired this offseason. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe pissed off about something that transpired this offseason. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of reasons for out for Nick Saban to be pissed off and run up the yeah. score on this one. So yeah. I'm gonna lay the 24 with Bama. It's a B grade pick. If you could guarantee me that Bryce Young was healthy and ready to go, it'd be an A grade pick for me at this number. Uh, I think maybe Bama wins by 24, but I think it's also just as likely they win by 27, 28, 31. I don't know, 35, yeah. pick a crazy high number. I yeah. think Bama's going to go out there and throw everything they have at AM. and uh, mm -hmm. Total of 52, which if this was a normal game, I would say go under because I would say Saban's not going to run up the score. He's going to run the clock out in the fourth quarter. Jimbo's going to be like, whatever, we've lost. But yeah. with the bad blood here, I feel yeah. like the total of 52 is a, just a little scary because I just I feel like if, if my theory is that Bama's going to try to run up the score, that might lead to extra points. Right. So that's where the total of 52 is scary. I might look at a first half under 
or maybe an AM team total under might be a different way to go. That way you don't have to worry about Bama yeah. just trying to score like crazy at the end of this one. Because, uh, yep. Jared, what's your take on this game? I, I kind of like your AM team total under their uh, idea there as well. Uh, so kind of my t- – okay, so first of all, I'm laying the 24 points with with Alabama here and for a couple of reasons, most of them revolving around the fact that Max Johnson got hurt at the end of Mississippi State game. Haynes King came in and promptly threw two interceptions, I think. I don't know. I've lost count at this point. I think in like half a quarter, uh, not quite sure. He's up to like nine interceptions in I think 13 or 14 quarters uh, in his career, and that doesn't include fumbles, which I know he's had at least two or three more of those. So he's – not good. I, yeah. At about a turnover a quarter pace. Um, I'm wondering if you'll see Connor Wegman P- playing playing defenses not as good as Alabama, probably. Yeah, correct. I- I'm wondering if you're going to see the true freshman Connor Wegman after uh, the Alabama game. Just you know, don't want to throw him in. I would not want to put him in the. Yeah, I wouldn't want to exactly. throw him in this one. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the, the, the re- so King starting. I think there's going to be some turnovers. I think that uh, enhances Alabama's chances of covering this game, obviously. That also is kind of what scares me off of the total for the game um, because I think Alabama could get some short fields, start with a lot of good field position um, here that could lead to them getting some more points. If I were going to play an under, I think it would be an AM team total under. You mentioned uh, Alabama might want to run up the score. Uh, they're also going to be incentive out incentivize this entire game for AM to score zero points. And if AM did score zero points, I would not be surprised yeah. at that at all. Um, so I'm going to lay or, the 24. Or three or three where Jimbo late is like, I've got to at least not have a zero. I've got to kick a field goal. Sure. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The buyout's like 86 million or something like that. Because that's floating around Twitter. But um, yeah, so so I'm going to lay the 24. Insane, hold on. That's an insane number. I just had that to comment. Is an ins- that is an insane number because the entire contract is guaranteed. The whole thing. All all 10 years or whatever's left now is nine or eight years at this point. The entire thing's guaranteed. So yeah, everything's fine. I Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to sum it up. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, team total would be implied right now at 14. Uh, it probably won't be 14. It'll probably be 13 and a half um, or 14 and a half, depending on how the juice works out for you there. But uh, right. I feel like 14 and a half, 13 and a half, I don't think it matters. No. Um, 13 seems like a lot. I mean, that's a touchdown and two field goals. And yeah, I, I mean, I think... Arkansas's offense is much better than AM's. I mean, AM won that game yeah. on the strength of their defense, not on their offense, right? So, I mean, right. I, I feel like it's just a huge step down in terms of offensive caliber. And, like you said, with the oh, yeah, yeah. situation yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Alabama, I feel like they're going to have a field day on defense. It's going to yep. feel like the Alabama defensive old, I, I feel like, this weekend. Yep, I agree. Uh, and 9 p.m. Eastern, Oregon and Arizona. Oregon only a 12 and a half point favor on the road here. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half. I like getting this under 13, under 13 and a half, under 14. 13 and 14, the two most common outcomes for this one. If you look at the spread, Silent has this at Oregon minus 19, though. Again, an Arizona team that we've talked a lot about that is definitely improved um, up to 92nd, according to Sideline, but they're still not a very good football team. I think Oregon can go on the road and kick the crap out of them. We got the cover with Oregon last week. So I the next week nailed the spread exactly on that one. And I think that's something similar here. I, I cannot believe that we're getting through the key numbers of 13, 14 and 17 on this one. Um, I just think Oregon's a pretty good football team in Arizona. Again, as much improved as they are that three and two record, uh, is not reflective of anything given who they've played. Mm-hmm. 
total of 69. I just love Oregon in this spot. Because uh, Joe, what do you got? I am laying the points with Oregon here on, on principle, just that the sideline makes this such a higher number and you're going through so many, so many key numbers there. Uh, I, I'm laying the points with them. And it's one of those things where, okay, maybe you think the people that are setting the lines, um, they're making adjustments. You know, we talked about ha- has sideline kind of leveled off where they see a team. Is there a team that is continuing to improve every single week? Is there a team that's going down every single week? Maybe the people setting these lines are, um, you know, not seeing that yet. So they're adjusting the line one way or the other. But sideline, ironically enough, you go look at where they have Arizona compared to where they started the season and where they have them now. It's almost literally the exact same thing. Arizona, their, their rating has not changed almost the entire season. And Oregon obviously went down after the loss at Georgia, but then has, has gone back up and has remained pretty steady. So, you know, any kind, any way you kind of look at this from, um, you know, a, a statistical perspective, you, I can't get to this number. And when I look at um, with my eyes, what I've seen play out in these games, I also cannot get to this number yeah. Um, just because yeah, Arizona may score some points, but I don't know how they're going to stop Oregon. Uh, no, Oregon's just look really good on, on offense. So I'm laying all the points here with Oregon. This is just one of those. I, I, with, with LSU, it didn't make sense. And it's like, I, I respect, um, I, 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 I respect, respect Tennessee. I respect Tennessee enough to be like, yeah. eh, I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't have that same respect for Arizona. And, and so yeah. I'm going to lay the points here. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but I mean, how is this not any different than the Mississippi state game that we talked about in yeah, two sure. where we said there's all this hype on Arizona. And I was like, y'all this number is way too low and sure enough by the end of the week it got out closer to my number and mississippi state yeah. destroyed them and it's like this is the same thing like the oregon's and mississippi state are by the end of the year maybe we'll say one's definitely bit better than the other but at this point like it, it's kind of they're both really good teams right it's hard to say necessarily who's better than the other and i don't see how this game's any different than that one mississippi state was in control from the start of that game i think mm-hmm. oregon will be in control of this too it's like there's this hyper on arizona because they they can score now but like you said they can't they will not be able to stop oregon right. and like i said i just i feel like this is you know, Mississippi State won by 22. If Oregon wins by 22, I'd be like, yeah, that seems about right. I just don't understand why this number is so low. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's low because, you know, Arizona with that big win against San Diego State, who is, again, truly terrible. But here we go. I'm going to lay oh, the boy. 20 and a half with San Diego State against Hawaii because somehow Hawaii is that much worse. Yeah, Sideline says it should be 25. Hawaii notoriously struggles coming to the mainland. Uh, they went to New Mexico State. Never didn't sniff the cover at New Mexico. Didn't State. sniff the cover at New Mexico State. Who didn't sniff the cover at home against Florida International? Yeah. And look, I'm I, I'm not going to sell you on the transitive property in college football. I'm just going to point out like that's some crazy stuff happening right there. Yeah. Um, this Hawaii team might actually still be the worst in college football this year. I think that's still on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, it's it's kind of hard to tell between you know UMass and Florida International and Hawaii, and then after Florida International beats New Mexico State, you know maybe New Mexico State's trying to throw their hat back in that you know back in that ring. Um, but it's very possible that Hawaii is just going to be the worst team in college football this season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think San Diego state is very good. I've talked about that week after week here. Um, 
but I, I just think this is a time to go out and have some fun, win a big game, you know, show off for mom and dad against by far the worst team you're going to play all season. I'm laying the points with San Diego State. I just don't think Hawaii will be in this game by halftime. Uh, we'll all be asleep by halftime unless you live out on the West Coast or unless you're just like an insomniac or, or, or working night shifts or something. And uh, <laughs> I, I think we'll be outside the number by the half. I, I think it's going to be something like, you know, 31 to, you know, 31 zip at the half. And I think we can all just go to bed happy. Uh, total 50 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us on this one? Uh, this is a game that will be played, and normally I'm all about like 9.30 central kicks, uh, but this is not one I will no. be watching. No. Uh, here's the problem. I do think Hawaii is really bad. Like mm-hmm. I will accept the fact that I will acknowledge that, that Hawaii is very bad. But San Diego State started off the season as a perfectly average college football team, like almost maybe the most average team in the country. Mm-hmm. And then they went down to four points below average. And then they went down to six and a half points below average and then seven points below average. And now 10 and a half points below average. And so we've talked about it a couple of times at this point, but where is the floor on San Diego state? I don't think we know. Will it matter against Hawaii? I don't (laughs) think so, but a team like this where we're not sure where the floor at floor is at, I cannot invest my, my hard, hard earned money into a team (laughs) where I just have no idea how bad they might actually be. So this is a a pass for me just because I am scared of both of these teams. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a crazy, I'm going to throw something crazy out there for you here. San Diego state two and three Mm -hmm. San Diego state's going to make a bowl this year. Okay. They're, they're playing in the mountain West. So I was going to say the time the time to get it right is home against Hawaii. Then they get a bye week to prep for Nevada. Then they get to play a Fresno State team. Uh, who knows how their quarterback situation will look? Yeah, who uh, just lost to UConn? Right. Yeah. Uh, they get UNLV, an improved UNLV at home, but that's a home yeah. game. They get San yeah. Jose State at home. You know, improved San Jose State, but also at home. Also at home, yeah. Yeah. And then they have New Mexico uh, on the road. Uh, they'll finish up with Air Force. That'll be a tough one. But I mean, yeah. the time to get right is this uh, week by week Nevada. And all of a sudden, yeah. they're four and three with seven games to go. I don't think San Diego State's very good, but I just I think in in a, in a bad conference, this Hawaii by week Nevada stretch is there. It's their time to shine right here. So, so people, I want everybody to remember this when you are sitting around a dinner table with your family on on Christmas Eve watching the Hawaii Bow. Hawaii Bowl and some god awful Mountain West team is in that mm-hmm. game just getting shellacked. Mm-hmm. We can you can thank the Mountain West for being so terrible, yeah. and that is yep. why your Christmas Eve football viewing has been ruined uh, because the Mountain West just dropped off a cliff. Or maybe it's why your marriage is saved because you aren't begging to watch the that Hawaii is, Bowl that because is, that it's. A, I mean, it's, it could go either way, right? It's that is that is true. Out. I feel like there was like five years in a row where SMU went to the Hawaii Bowl mm-hmm. and they every game had a total of like 70. 70, yeah, so, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it, it was always like, it was I got to at least have that on yeah. in the background yeah. while we're yeah. doing our Christmas stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's probably best. Yeah. You're right, it's probably best. That it's not yeah, this year, yeah, this year it's it's going to be some terrible amount. It might be San Diego State and they yeah. would probably lose by 40 to a team at the polls. Yeah, yeah, probably. Alrighty, well that is all for episode one. Remember, 
two more episodes throughout the week. A lot more that we like. There's a whole lot of games that we didn't get to talk about that we're waiting on. I got a lot more A-grade plays coming later and a couple lines we're keeping an eye on. So uh, a lot that we like this week. So tune back in for those other two episodes. Uh, other than that, uh, Cousin Jared, any parting words? We're going to get them this week. We're gonna get them this week. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I thought the I thought the bad luck two weeks ago was bad, and then last week happened. Yeah, and so yeah. it's it's you know it's like we say the the the, the I don't, I don't want to dwell on the bad luck too much. I don't like to dwell on the good luck too much either. I like to just kind of mm-hmm. say in the long run, it'll balance yeah. out for us. Yep. And it's like, we're just, we're due for, we're due for a stupid good week. And whether yep. it's this week or the next week or whatever, where, it, you know, we just get like seven or eight games where we're like, man, lucky cover there, lucky cover there. And yeah. it just looks better than it is. Cause I think some, it, 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 we're due for a week that looks better than it really was because mm-hmm. last week was should not have been as bad as that was. So. Yeah, I, I was about to say, just sometimes you got to look at the process and, and not the outcome. And, and I feel like the process has been much better this year so far than what the results have actually been. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, on that note, <laughs> thanks for tuning in <laughs> to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Three more days of regular season MLB and then on to playoffs and then more lots more college football stuff. So lots of content will be with you all week. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>